Hello everyone, my name is Jose Chaitis. I'm going to be interviewing Shay Gillum for the AT&T Scholarship. How are you doing today, Shay? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today are going to involve COVID. How has it impacted you, you yourself? How has it impacted your community? And just get your thoughts, takes, and maybe some advice for other students and kids out there for you, okay? Okay. All right, cool. So, Shay, could you reflect on the current coronavirus pandemic and its effects on Houston neighborhoods? And what issues do you think need to be addressed the most urgently? You know, these effects may be may be related to health, social justice, economic disparities, educational, or anything else you may think of. Okay, so um, I feel like economic disparities need to be addressed because many people lost their jobs due to the pandemic, which made it hard for them to provide for their families. You know, I know that could have been, you know, heartbreaking to, you know, figure out how you're going to buy groceries and like your kid is used to, you know, being able to know like, oh, we got food in the refrigerator. And because of the pandemic, they don't know like how they're going to go to their day to day, you know, well-being and um, taking care of their kids and taking care of themselves. So I know it was really hard for a lot of people. No, losing their jobs. And did you lose your job uh, in the beginning? Like, how was your experience, like, with your job? Yeah, um, I lost my job because um, I was working as a substitute for the district of um, Baytown, Goose Creek ISD. And, um, you know, because school ended because of the virus, um, I lost my job. And, it, you know, it was really hard trying to figure out what I'm going to do, what's my next step, and, you know, how I'm going to pay for my um, car payment, my insurance, and, you know, take care of myself. I was just trying to figure everything out. Definitely, definitely. Do you know anybody else that might have lost their job and how they how they were dealing with it? Maybe friends, family, other family yeah, members? Yeah, um, I, I knew other co-workers who lost their job, and, you know, they just was trying to figure out what they're going to do. And um, family members, I, I, I knew family members who lost their job, too. And it was, you know, really hard, you know, trying to hurry up and figure out how to do unemployment. And they never did unemployment before. And then it was taking so long to get unemployment because of so many people logging in trying to do it so you know it was really hard for a lot of people now, i can only imagine just like you know being a, a parent and then losing your job and knowing that you have kids knowing that you have to feed them feed yourself and then also like other things that you have to pay for just mortgage car yes. payment insurance you know it mm-hmm. it could definitely put somebody in just like a panic mode because you don't mm-hmm. know what's you know what's gonna yeah happen. what's next for you and like you gotta think about small business owners mm-hmm. like you know that's their bread and butter, you know, getting money from their business. And, like, you know, some people, like salon owners, they had to close their businesses. And, like, that's their bread and butter. That's how they get their money. It's like, what what am I supposed to do next? You know, I have to pay, you know, for my shop. And, like, no what's customer. the next step? And yeah, there's no nope. customers to help me, you know, pay this, um, you know. And and then I had, like, I used to get my, um, um, my eyebrows done at this um, when one nail shop and I remember the lady she was telling me like I can't afford to have my shop anymore so she was doing everything from her um, nail shop at her house now like she lost her whole shop and then her landlord wasn't working with her I think people do forget about like how small businesses because when you think about like a big corporation you know they they definitely have a lot more money than a smaller business so they could they could definitely survive like an economic uh, recession mm-hmm. but for those smaller businesses it's, it's i'm sure it's so hard just to just to stay afloat just to mm-hmm. maintain themselves because mm-hmm. one you know one covid because of covid you have new regulations you know not as many people could come into the, your store or salon yes. or something like that and then 
customers are are afraid to go outside. Um, you know, they don't go out go outside as much. So mm-hmm. because of that, they don't spend they don't spend as, as much, much money. As much money, and I feel like the the biggest like you know places are making money are the places online and these small businesses are not used to adapting on online platforms so it's like the bigger businesses are able to you know make a float like and be online and have an online presence because nobody want to go shopping you know in person so definitely definitely and especially like and then going back to like the family thing you know uh, mothers, fathers, you know, if they lost their job, now they got to find another job if they can. Or, yes. And, and, and it's of- hard to find a job because so many other people are looking for jobs. You know, people are finding, like, jobs like um, delivery service, and they scared to do delivery service because, like, oh, I don't want to catch the virus, you know, making delivery. So it's just really hard for a lot of people doing Uber. Like, it's scary. It's definitely a double, like a double blade, a double bladed sword, you know. Because on one hand, you need a job to you know support yourself, support your family. But on the other hand, you know that there's a possibility that you can catch the virus. And especially in the beginning, when people didn't know a lot about the virus and like its effect. But I know it could did it could have been definitely like scary. Just mm-hmm. you know, trying to figure out it's like my health on my well-being and providing for my family it's like you put in you can't win for win with both of them like yeah. you know it, it was just really hard for a lot of people i could tell i know for sure definitely in my family that took a, a big strain on, on a lot of people mm-hmm. but uh is there anything is there another issue that you feel that like needs to be uh talked about um you know the ed- educational like standpoint because of the virus you know a lot of kids are having to adapt online and that's really hard you know especially for the kids who don't have computers and especially for the parents who don't know how to use computers and it's like I don't want to send my kids to school because I don't want them to get the virus but I don't know how to use the computers like some kids not even logging on to go to school like you know being because I'm going to school to become a teacher and like I'm having to um, do observations in different schools and like, you know, I, I'm able to talk to different teachers and it's like the teachers are telling me it's really hard to get students to get online because they don't, you know, they're they not there to like be, hey, you know, it's time to get on school. Like that's the parent's job, but it's hard for, you know, the teachers to regulate that and, you know, let let students know like, oh, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. But students don't get that because they don't know how to use online platform, you know, and I feel like maybe especially for the teachers who already integrated you know online presence in the class it's it's easier like to like you know make an online presence and stuff like that it's easier for them but like for a student who never used online before it's very you know hard you know for them to figure things out and i definitely think like the economic uh disparities do tie into like education because like what if your kid doesn't have a laptop or maybe mm-hmm. like the best wi-fi access or maybe yeah. do you if you have more than one child maybe like two or three mm-hmm. do they are they all you know they would all need each need their own laptop or yes. ipad and yes. something like that and definitely. if you're you know if you don't have the best wi-fi connection then you know it's going to be very hard so a lot of those little like those smaller things that you know wouldn't have you know wouldn't have really mattered if you know kids could go to school you know they play a part in it mm-hmm. they do they definitely play a part and then like you said kids uh like they're not used to this and they yeah. need they don't have like that you know that teacher near them you know yes. when they're at their home to like keep them focused mm-hmm. or like, and parents are not used to being the teacher so it's like what am i supposed to do like parents are confused and it's like now you know parents having the option to 
send their kids back to school on the second semester. But some parents are like, you're going to have to go, baby. Like, cause I don't, I didn't know what to do and I don't want you to fail. Like you're going to have to go back to school. And you know, they just scared thinking like, Oh, I don't want my child to get the virus. You know, being at school is just, it's just hard for a lot of parents. On one hand, you're, you're, you're worried about your, your child's health. You don't want them to get sick of the virus. And then on the other hand, you, you don't, don't want them to fail school you and you want don't want them to miss out on their grades yeah. and miss out on, you know, learning because they don't know how to teach. And most parents are trying to like go back to working, like make, you know, make money for the family. And it's like, I can't be home to like show you what to do. You know what I mean? So you're going to have to go back to school. Yeah, de- definitely. is like, you know, um, like the country has been going back to like people at the start have been going back to work slowly mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Now, once that, once the parent has to go back to work or actually finds a, a job to work in, then it's like, okay, now the kid, it's like, if, if you have a child maybe in middle school or elementary school, you know, you mm-hmm. can't just leave them home by yourself. It's yeah. like, you don't really have a choice but yeah. to send them. Yeah. And that, but at the same time, you are you might be worried that, man. I don't want them to get sick, you know, from school. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's it's like a it's pros and cons to each one. And it's mm-hmm. like a, it's a, it's like a, a scale they keep pulling on one side yeah, or the other. It's like, I don't know which one to do. It's like playing tug of war. Yeah, exactly. Playing tug of war on both. Exactly. And then especially like for kids and, and say when the kids do go back to school, you know, I'm sure it's a, it's a different environment now. Because- yeah. It's like, you know, kids are not used to this at all. And like, I was, you know, I, I'm able to go back to work now and I, I started subbing again. And like, I noticed like, in one classroom that I was subbing in, like, they was doing virtual lear- learning in person at school. Like, teachers was next door. And, like, all the kids in one hallway was listening to one teacher talk online. They had to log into a virtual Google Classroom to, like, log in and watch the teacher talk. And, like, all of them are was just sleeping because they're not used to Because th- these was, like, fifth graders. And, like, they've been in school, you know almost their whole life since kindergarten so like they knew what to they know what to expect of school and they're not used to being online and like they have to like type in comments of their answers like you know they can't raise their hand and talk and say oh yeah i know this answer because you know the they can't show their faces they make them turn the cameras off and like they have to type in comments of like their answers and it gets boring like they they going to sleep and like i'm trying to wake them up tell them to pay attention but like it's hard for me to pay attention. Like I'm, I'm watching it too. I'm like, wow, like this is hard. It's, I'm sure it's and like they have PE in the classroom too, and like it's uh, hard. Like they have to, they can't go out the classroom only to go to the restroom. They have their lunch in the classroom. They have everything in the classroom. Like they have to drink water in the classroom only if they have to go to the restroom. They leave out the classroom, but they in the classroom all day, nah. and it's like hard. Like I. I would be tired. I had one student have a panic attack. And, I, and like, he didn't tell me he had a panic attack until, like, after the fact. He kept telling me his head was hurting. And then after he came back, he was like, yeah, I had a panic attack. And I was like, wow. Like, I couldn't even tell. I didn't know he was having one. You know, he kept his head down. But I kept trying to tell him get up. But I didn't know he was having a panic attack. And it's like for like kids, especially like in elementary school, it's like you know they don't they don't really understand what's going on, and you know mm-hmm. this this is like their world changing like a matter of days, and you know trying to go back to school when they mm-hmm. were so used to running around or maybe yeah, just like recess. Lab recess and just mm-hmm. playing with other kids that that communication with uh you know yeah. other children it's like all that is gone now now they're mm-hmm. having to like 
get used to a new normal. But I mean, yeah. as a child, it's like, what do you, you know, how do you, how do you handle it? Because you know, you see adults, and you know, they don't handle it any better. But like, for a child, like you know, you really put, it really, it really definitely hurts the child. You know, yeah. you, you don't get a lot of those things that you know maybe you and I when we were in school, you know, had you know because you know everything yeah. was fine. Like missing out on prom, like seniors, oh, they can't man. go to prom because of it. It's like crazy graduation. Like the seniors who just graduated, they couldn't graduate. Most of them couldn't walk, and like they missed out on a lot of stuff, you know. But the most urgent issue is mental health. I feel like that because many people dealt with a lot of mental health issues due to being isolated from others. You know, old feelings start coming back of like, you know, old childhood trauma. Like, you know, it's like, dang, like I'm just sitting in place. I'm just sitting here. It's like, what could you do? Think, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people are just thinking and then like losing their job. It's like you reflecting back on what you, you know, losing your job. And it, it just brings up so many different emotions. So definitely like it's kind of like a, it's like a two part thing. Cause on the one hand, uh, you might have, you might've had issues that you had in the past that you maybe not have, haven't had resolved, but because you had maybe your job or maybe you can go distract yourself with something yes. else. So it's a that, distraction, like so, being at work. Yeah. So because of because of COVID, because you know you don't have that that something to rely on to get you through the day, mm-hmm. then you know maybe old emotions come back, and then as well as the, the next part could be okay, losing your job in general. Yeah, and it make no, new emotion. It's like I'm hard, like I'm depressed, like I'm having anxiety. Like, what's my next step? What am I gonna do? It's kind of like just the unknown. You don't know mm-hmm. what's you don't know what's out there. You don't know one. You don't know. You're worried about your health. Two. You're worried about you know having a roof over your head having something to eat and you know if you have people to look after you don't know how they're gonna you know be fed and stuff like that so mm-hmm. definitely mental health um it plays a big part and then as we see through the numbers you know you see a lot more um i think suicide rates has gone up mm-hmm. domestic violence rates has gone up and stuff yes. like that Cause you're just, because people are just sitting at home and they're not used to being with each other people who you know that goes with domestic violence like people are not used to being in the household with each other mm-hmm. You know, and it deals with, like, people just not used to just being alone. You know, it, it could cause people want to, you know, commit suicide. It's like, I'm alone. I'm depressed. I don't know what to do. I don't know how I'm going to eat. And it's like, I don't have the money to do it. And then I'm scared if I'm going to get COVID. Like, it's just a lot of feelings is everywhere. And it's causing people you know, to be depressed or you know, have anxiety. I definitely think that, you know, as people, like, we definitely relied on a lot of stuff to get us through like to get us through life so if you're a person that maybe goes shopping when they're um sad and or go shopping when they're uh or like to get your hair done or get your nail done done. and like the nail salons and the hair hair salons it's closed and it's like i don't have that now to cope with you can't rely on that anymore so it's like because you can't rely on that then you don't know what to rely on now Mm -hmm. um and so so I, I think a good question would be, how would you, how have you handled, uh, you know, going through COVID and, you know, being that it's almost been a year, mm-hmm. like, how have you handled it? And what, what have you done to, you know, help you get through this? Um, In the beginning of it, you know, losing my job, I was, you know, I was freaking out. I was panicking. I was like, oh, gosh, like, what am I about to do? And, like, I'm just, you know, searching everywhere. Like, what's my next step? You know, first thing I did was apply for unemployment and, like, 
applying for unemployment i'm sitting at home all day and i'm used to working so i'm like what am i doing like with my life like i'm just sitting here and i'm just it it, it do get depressing so i was like oh, okay i need to find a hobby I, I need to hurry up and do something so i started making a garden i built a garden in my backyard and i was like maybe you know it, it i noticed like I felt more relaxed, relaxed, like I'm actually doing something. Like, I didn't feel like I'm just sitting here at the house because I was scared to go outside of my house. Like, oh, I don't want to catch it. I don't want to go to the grocery store and catch it. So I was like, let me just stay in my house and stay still. And I feel like a lot of people are not used to staying still. They definitely don't know how to stay still. Because we live in such like a fast-moving environment, a fast-moving world. Like, we got to go. We're here. We're there. You mm-hmm. know, it's like we're so... And then when we're put in a place where we have to stay still, Mm-hmm. we don't we definitely don't know how to do that and uh like i for i know for me personally like you know using i kind of i try to use it as like an advantage where it's like okay i can finally stay still that means i can finally work on myself i could finally yeah. do i could finally uh maybe just work out issues that i might have mm-hmm. had personally or find a hobby find that i hobby, love yeah, d- or find my niche find you know what's something. what's what's something that you know make me feel content with myself definitely. or you know and and that goes into therapy. Like, during the pandemic, I, I started going to therapy because, like, truly, a lot of my old feelings started coming back, you know, because I lost my brother a year ago. Like, I'm I'm starting to think about that more. Like, you know, like, when you're sitting still, it just it yeah. just makes you think all the time. And I'm just thinking, like, of things, like, I could have did to prevent that issue. So I was like, yeah, it's time for me to go talk to somebody about this. I can't, you know, I can't stay still because, like, it's not going to help me, you know? So I started going to therapy and talking to somebody about my issues. And, you know, and I feel like that was really therapeutic for me, you know, embracing therapy and, and embracing what I'm going through, you no, know, I, even though it's hard. But, you know, sometimes we got to embrace, you know, our feelings. No, I definitely think that that more people need to go. Even even before COVID, more people should definitely go to therapy. But, like, now that's COVID, like, that, that we live in a, a COVID world, like, therapy is very important you know me personally i've gone to therapy and it's definitely you definitely to talk about issues that you might not have been comfortable talking about yourself and then especially now like like you said we're all staying still Mm -hmm. especially at one point in time when everything was closed Mm -hmm. um like i said you definitely have different emotions different uh, Mm um feelings and you definitely want to get those out in a positive way you know in a constructive way where it's actually benefiting you and not you know bringing harm to you because um because, I mean, if, you're, if your mental health isn't strong, you know, if you're mentally you're not there, you know, that could be very detrimental to, you know, that could be very detrimental to yourself, especially yeah. moving forward mm-hmm. in a post-COVID world. Yes, definitely. It's really hard. So, Shay, what role does your future career field play in helping to address the issues that have arisen during the pandemic? Okay, so my future career as an educator, I learned the importance of teaching my students how to use technology and learning that I need to find ways to make my online presence interactive. This could be using platforms like Quizlet or Kahoot, YouTube, making YouTube videos, podcasts, talking. I just know that I need to you know, find ways to make it so interactive, like my students could, you know, have enjoyment when doing my and participating in my, you know, my curriculum. No, definitely. Cause I, I, I can only imagine just being on a computer, just trying to hear teachers. Like, you, it's probably just 
so boring and probably you're not it's not engaging and stuff like that so the challenge is to make a to make a lesson uh engaging while on a computer you know for the time being yes i'm sure that could definitely be that's definitely a challenge Mm -hmm. finding ways to make it engaging for the student so Mm -hmm. that's what what i want to do okay okay as the students say what covid related barriers have you encountered or might encounter in the future to your pursuit of your academic careers and goals Okay, something that I might encounter is losing my job due to COVID. Um, working in the school district, um, they t- they starting to monitor the COVID levels. If it get too high, um, they're going to shut down school again. So it's just up in the air if I lose my job. And I'm just trying to figure out, like, how could I, you know, support myself again if I lose my job? And I don't know if I would um, be able to get unemployment again since it ran out. And what about, like, for, for your school, like, in terms of, like, you know, studying and going to class and stuff like that? How do you think COVID is going to impact you there? Um, Of course, I'm going to have to take more precautions because um, starting this spring, I'm going to have to go back to school for one of my classes at 530. And I know it's going to be hard, you know, trying to you know, figure things out on, you know, know how I'm gonna you know take different precautions you know going to class you know wearing my masks and you know making sure I'm sanitized and stuff like that and then I do observations for my school and I'm um, going to different classrooms different for different um, classrooms I make sure I wear you know my gloves and I um, put on my facials when I do my observations for different schools all right, Shay, well, that's kind of all the questions I have for you, but uh, thank you for joining me in that conversation. Yeah, thank you for having me, Jose, and um, um, thank you for anyone who's listening. Thank y'all. Y'all have a good rest of your day.